Welcome to the Seven Figure Girls Podcast, where we live, laugh, learn, and embrace the wisdom of everyday women doing extraordinary things. I'm your host, Katrina the Hurricane. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and crown. Welcome to the Seven Figure Girl Podcast today. Today is a very special episode. We are straying from our topics a little bit because we have been fascinated with this show, Lovecraft Country, and we wanted to have um, some local re- regional experts <laughs> on the show. <laughs> and so um, I want to introduce you guys to my panel today. And so one of the interesting things about us is that we're all from Chicago. Woo woo, woo woo, Chicago. Yeah. All right, what's up? All right, okay. <laughs> Always throw West Side in there. All right, so we are going to welcome back Keisha Matthew. She has been a guest previously. Hey, Keisha. So you already know her. Her bio is already on the website. Welcome back, Keisha. I told you you're going to be on here about 50 lead times. I told you, all right. Mm. <laughs> oh, Beyonce. All right. And so we have a special guest, a woman who has known me longer than I have known myself. She's my big sister. Woohoo! Um, she is. Interestingly enough, she is one of the few uh, librarians we have left in the country. <laughs> She's a relic. She's a, <laughs> she is a, a rare find. <laughs> she is also an amazing mother of two and a wife, and she still resides in the suburbs of Chicago. So welcome, Ivy Lane. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. And then we have we got a man on the show, y'all. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. His name is Michael Blair. He is a former NFL running back, has played with the Cincinnati Bagels and uh, the Green Bay Packers, and he has done a multitude of things. Michael, would you like to say anything? Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I did bobsled for Jamaica, so I did that last year or two years ago. And a couple movies and travel channel host and and a chess chess coach and yeah. Love the world, love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay! All right, and so Michael's bio and Ivy's bio will also be on my guest page. So let's get into it. Um Lovecraft Country. Right. This is a special show. So I don't know if you have been on social media and seen the multitude of things about it. But one of the things that struck me and I shared it with Keisha on Facebook was the video of the young man describing what Lovecraft Country is about. (laughs) So I want you in your own words, each of you, to describe what you think or how you would describe Lovecraft Country to somebody who hasn't seen it. (laughs) Okay. If I had to do... To describe the show, I would describe it as a Sunday with everything you like, with romance, with fiction, science fiction, um, historical fiction, um, with Black people. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Man, Lovecraft, Crunchy. How would I describe it? Um... I, w- I would say that it's a place that you cannot unsee, and it's black leads in it. Period. 
make sure you go see it. <laughs> HBO thanks you. <laughs> All right, Keisha. Uh, wow. Um, I would say it's like historical fiction meets Afrofuturism, uh, where the villain is finally put on blast of being a villain all this time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> good, okay. good. I like I to, just, I like ahead, to describe it as, um, and I, I, I say it this to y'all, Indiana Jones meets Jim Crow, <laughs> <laughs> meets masonry, meets uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> like, it's so many genres in this mm. one show that it just combines so many things that people have come to love and appreciate and build other things upon. So that's how I describe it. With Black people. With that's a lot of Chicago. People. Yo, yeah. it taught yeah. me so much about Chicago. It made me think about Chicago because being from the West Side, I'm like, why is everything on the South, south Side and the North Side? And I was like, at that time and place, Chicago, with the West Side of Chicago was Jewish. Mm. Right? And so... yes. The black people weren't living over there. I mean, we lived across the street, me and my sister, from a synagogue. Did you know that old church Absolutely. was a synagogue? I was like, yes, yes. So you yeah. find even some of the schools, even some of the the brick, the, the brick made schools, the older buildings, you'll see the Star of David on mm -hmm. the buildings. Uh, so it's a, and you will go down streets and they will you will just see many mansions. Mansions, yes. On just regular streets. One of our mother's friends stayed in one of the mansions. So I got to go play in there and she had to do my hair and everything. It was like amazing. And it was also a synagogue down the street on their street. And so it was like, yeah. So amazing. was it, was it a, spe a specific place, that location? So now it's called North Lawndale, but the North area. Lawndale hey. was all Jewish. Okay. So I know I was like, I'm like, what a West Side. They ain't talking about my West Side on the show. It's so very. <laughs> You know, like, what's that till I die? Anyway, so. I see. You can take the hood, take the hood out of me. Sorry. I rep what's that way back up. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Lovecraft Country. We all know that it was originally a book written, wrote in 2016 by Matt Ruff. And it was purchased by HBO and Misha Green. And um, what's that boy name? Monkey Paul. Oh, um, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yes. Um, he oh, is Productions. Yes, Mike Paul Productions. And so they brought it to HBO. So how did you first hear about Lovecraft? I think I was just going past like HBO and the channels. I was like, mm, Black people on the cover. Interesting name. It's like I, I actually tried to watch it the first time, but after a few minutes, I was like, I don't know if that's for me. And then I spoke to my sister, <laughs> and she said, what, you haven't seen it? Go back and watch the first episode. So I went back and watched the first episode, and after that, it was like I was addicted. And then I told Michael about it, and I was like, you have to watch this, like, right now. Just watch. And, and he was, like, hooked. No, no, not at first. Remember, you asked me to watch it, and I was like, no, I'm not watching that. I don't want to watch it. I made you watch. <laughs> name alone. Yeah, from the name alone, I was like, man, I, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to hear another show about nothing. And she's like, no, no, watch and it. That's what I said. This is everything with black people. Yeah, everything. everything. And at that time, you know, it was funny because I was looking for shows that had black leads in it, uh, black storylines at that time. 
And I was just like, man, you know, there's nothing out here. We're always hearing about Western stories. We're hearing about other people's stories, but there was nothing that was uh, with entanglement of black people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we weren't interweaved into the, the historical content yes. of anything. You know, I'm, I, I love watching period pieces. And I'm always saying to, my, saying, saying to myself, like, man, what was black people doing at that time? Like, like where are we? We're never seen. Yeah. It's probably like one person, um, even in Netflix, they got Marco Polo. And that's a great historical show. But I was like, well, where are the black people? What were we doing at this time? You know, and so um, Ivy showed it to me. And after the first 15 minutes, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch this forever. And I, <laughs> Yep. So, yeah. When um I heard about it, Black Twitter, of course, <laughs> and my husband is constantly uh watching Black Twitter, reading Black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you love God, we should watch this, and we saw the uh, the trailer for it, and I was like, it made me think of the Watchmen. Yes. And, yes. And you know, like. Whew, I just remember the scenes of the Tulsa massacre, and I was like, I don't know if my heart can take this right now. I'm in a pandemic with an uprising, but you know, I I continued to watch it and realized like, oh my god, I love the fantasy in it. I love the fact that it felt cathartic watching it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can mm-hmm. I can handle this because it gives me that you know that vibe I need right now. So, cathartic vibes i need that right now <laughs> so. i think i love that i love the intellect of the characters yeah there yeah. are no characters that i don't know nothing about nothing no no these characters they're well read mm-hmm. um they have a, opinions they're not afraid to speak their opinion they know what time it is they know what's going on around them i i i, and I needed to see that i needed to have that in an age of um miscommunication <laughs> You know, um, where people could just say whatever they want. I needed, I needed some truths. I needed, even through all, even though I know it's fictitious, I know that there's truth in the stories that they were telling. This story, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it um, you know, what it reminds me of. Um, uh, gosh, why did it slip my mind? However, you talked about. Um, the masonry and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Tom Hanks was in it. Uh, da Vinci, Vinci Code. Code. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Yes. So Dan, Dan, yes. Dan Brown wrote the book, uh, you know, Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons. And it just fit right into that. And that that's, I love seeing stories like that where it's, it's truths, real places, uh, real history, got a little bit of cinematic uh, touch to it. And um, man, and just the whole, seeking and finding and and then you know knocking on doors and coming up with history and then seven episodes later tying in back to what the first episode said and when they said this and you're like what that's why she was wearing those shoes you know all that kind of stuff so you know it's just the whole revel every episode you are like your mind is being blowed by a connection or or a vision or you know even when they was talking about uh, the White House and and why it was painted white, you know, when they was sitting yes. in the uh, in the uh, the diner there, and and Letty came running out of like, you know, so. <laughs> I love that. Look, she was all Star Trek in high school. 
Yeah. So, man, I, it, it, yes, yes. That's all you can say is yes every time you talk about it. Yes. I know it's so so much good stuff. So so much, so much. Like I said, it was it's everything with black people because yeah. now I, I was a fan of Game of Thrones. Okay. And how much, um, how much excitement and joy, and just watching the different characters, and there were so many characters. But this is so different because people look like me. So I think everybody should watch the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, across the board. Yes, I was yes. calling people all over the place. Mm-hmm. I yep. I was I calling them up on the north side, like, "Hey, you got to watch this." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this you know, is nice kind of show that makes you excited like that. You know? yeah, yeah, so I found it just scrolling on um, Facebook, and a friend had posted, um, I think it was episode three, the Holy Ghost episode, when they were um, referenced the riots that happened in Cicero in 1951. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, because, you know, in my past, I wanted to be a black uh, African-American studies professor. So like mm. when I when I heard about the black historical things that were happening in it, I was like, oh, it piqued my interest. I was like, let me go ahead and watch. And so that's another thing I appreciate about the show is how they're bringing historical facts into it. Yes, and, yes. And because like me and my sister were talking about it, the whole Bobo. I was like, who is Bobo? Come to find yeah. out that's Emmett Till. And, you know, yeah. it brought back to me because I went to visit the... Um, the Smithsonian, the Black Smithsonian, um, in DC, and that is the only time I cried in a museum when I was standing at Emmett Till's castle. Like mm. it, it just did something to me, and so um, mm. that that really resonated. So, what was the most historical fact, or something that you didn't know was a historical fact, stood out to you as you watched the series? Gosh. It was, it was a lot for me. Well, you just mentioned Bobo. I didn't know that that was Emmett's. Um, because when they got to that episode, and I at the beginning of the episode, and I saw all the black people, and I saw the funeral, and my mind just clicked. I was like, "That's Emmett Till's funeral." That was it was huge in the city of Chicago, and I went back. I paused and I went back. What was Emmett Till's nickname? And they said Bobo. And then I went back to the scenes that he was in, especially with the Ouija board. And they asked the question, which just made my heart just sink when they said, "You know, is Bobo gonna enjoy his his trip?" And I'm thinking Bobo never came back from that trip. And then, then just to watch the funeral scene and to have and to remember the pictures. I saw the pictures and I, and I read the reports and I knew how he was killed, but I could not see that young man, that him going through those, going through all of that. I just, my mind wouldn't go there. I just knew it was done and I kind of internalized it. Not until I saw Christina actually go through that, that my heart wept, not for her, but now I could see him and now I could that young boy, and they put him through that. I, I could see that, and I'm just like, my eyes are watering, and I'm like, this is, it's unimaginable. And that just leads to other feelings. And I, I don't know if I've, I know I've shared with Michael, I've shared with my sister, but I always say that um, just having, be, being an African-American woman living in the United States, I felt I was born with this deep hurt. I know who my parents are. I know who my grandparents are. 
but I got to back it up right there. I really can't trace my family lineage. So for me, that's a, a deep hurt. And when I hear other people that don't look like me that can tell me exactly where their family is from and a small town and the this and the that and my family came here, and I'm like, right by choice. And you say that, and I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you know where you came from. That is a blessing. But then when you say those words to me and you look at me, you don't think that I wonder if she knows where her family's from. Absolutely not. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what I want to, yes, I desperately want to know where I'm from. Why do I look like this? Where did it come such, from? Where did it come from? I want to know. I, I have these questions. I want to know. And I, I know I'm never going to know. I'm never going to know. So that's a, it's a deep hurt. I felt that. Yes, yes. It's, deep, it's, deep, it's, it's like, it's a loss. And it's, it's different from a loss that if you have, like a loved one would die. You have those memories from having a loved one. But it's the fact that I know my family's from somewhere. Somewhere. And I have no idea where. It's, it's the unknown. It's the question mark. I love a question mark. I, I would... Uh... I would ask, did you ever try like a DNA or genealogy doing like one of the ancestry? <laughs> so Keisha, funny you bring that up. Cause you know, you, you see the girl here. So all our lives we've been like, oh, we Native American. We got some Indian in us. We Native American girl, we ain't got nothing. I did a test, my son did a test. I think her daughter did a test. Yes, I, I never did a test. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, I don't want, I want to know. Um, my African lineage. I don't want to know the other stuff. I don't. I can care less about that. I want to know. I want to know. That your family took. Yeah, yeah. African ancestry. They do like the African straight to the village. I want to know. I want to know. I. I want to know. It's all a part of the cake. So you never know. All all a part of cake, Ivy. You gotta know everything. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled. Like, oh, Irish in my background, but my brother, he has blue eyes. So I'm like, yeah, that's Irish. You know, last name Oliver. So like, we have surprisingly East Asian in us. Interesting. Yeah, girl, you can be Syriac. Tell Syriac, that's my cousin. Hey, cousin. <laughs> we're Asian. the continental drift, right? We were all connected. I know I looked a little Indian. I know this that came from somewhere. I want to take the test that the, the DNA test for the African tribes. There's a DNA test for that. That's the one. I think I'm going to treat. That's going to be my Christmas present to myself. And I want to take that test. Yeah. That will make me feel better if they could tell me what tribe I could be from. Then plan your trip. Then I roll with that. Then that's what I'm gonna claim. There it is. So that's right. get it done. Mm -hmm. That's all you gotta do. Get it done now. You know, it's similar for me for that that question. Um, Ivy, Ivy, and I we sat in the in the library and we talked about it. Um, and I and I just kept shaking my head because <clears throat> when you hear the story, you only hear about uh, how the parents feel felt and how black people felt towards uh, what happened. Uh, so you're taking that outside uh, lens of it. 
But then when Christina, um, she was talking to Ruby. Yes. Yeah. When Ruby was saying to her right after she came from the funeral, like you, 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 you can't feel what we feel. You know, you, you, you will never understand. And so even that was heavy because then Christina, because she loved Ruby, went out there and said, okay, I want to feel what that feels like. So I, I can understand. So I can uh, become strong in my relationship with Ruby. And um, just that visualization blew my mind. Because again, when you tell somebody, hey, um, I just broke my finger. Nothing really... Yeah, <laughs> you you don't you, you can't see anything. But if you hold your hand up and your and your fingers pointing over here, you're like, "Hey, I just broke my finger." Yeah. Then you're like, "Oh, you, you go crazy." So you know that that's that just that just blew my mind. But uh, another another thing that really stuck with me, and I and I'm still trying to figure out why was when uh, Tick um, was in his was it his grandfather's garage or store. No, excuse me, not grandfather. His uncle's, store. His uncle's yeah. store. Sorry about that. When he was in his uncle's store and he pulled out the uh, the book, the um, Lovecraft book, and then he talked about how his father made him memorize the poem that Lovecraft uh, had, which was Creation of a Nigger. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah. what the heck is that? And then when I looked it up, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Where he's talking about how the creation of a nigga after God made white people, then he uh, made black people with the spare parts of the beasts and then put them together, stitched them, sold them together, and then let them roam the earth as a lesser being. Not even, not even a lesser being, just as a thing that's just a out creature. there, yeah. a creature, yeah. Yeah. you know, that. After I read it, I had, I read it like two times, three times, and I was like, I can't believe that I, that this individual will continue to put out product and everybody saying, "Yay, we love you for your work." And to know that his work has created so much more out of it, like a lot right. of the, the horror genre, yes, copies yes. off of him. Mm -hmm. Yes, even to yes. do that research and just find that out, it's like. Mm -hmm. But to know when he wrote these books, he was thinking these this are black people. Mm -hmm. This monsters. black people are monsters and creatures, and this is what they are roaming the invading. We've inv invaded the planet. Exactly. Uh, so, and after that, after reading up on him, I'm like, okay. So I go to work and I go sit in the library and I sit down at the circulation desk and I'm like, okay, like Jesus, <laughs> I'm gonna type his name into the database into our car catalog system let's see do we have any books mm -hmm. i type I mean, it in we've got five of his books five and i say okay 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 i'm not a banner of books i think um books are in this world for a reason either there are wins and there are lessons so what is the lesson in this? I uh, some people have the ability to to um, to separate the art from the artist, but in this case, it is you cannot. I cannot separate the art from the artist. I cannot because I know that the creation of these monsters and creatures was what he he identified black people as 
So we are the creatures and the monsters in his books. So these, all those books were there before I came to that library because I would be the first African-American librarian in that position. And from the time I got there, I ordered nothing but African-American books by African-American writers, our story, our story, our story, you, whatever it is related to African-Americans in science and music and art, um, the movements. I've always made sure that there's a healthy, um, a healthy amount of books, a lot of books for us, about us, related to us. So they are still there, but I am going to put them in a place um, for discussion, for people to know this is what you, this is because our student population is the majority African-American students. So they need to know. This was here before you got here, before I got here. But when you are doing nothing on a Saturday afternoon and you see this, these movies with these monsters and zombies and, and creatures, that this idea came from this man. And just know this is what he thought of you. Mm. Something that made, you need to think about that. You need to be reflective because. Okay, she froze. There. She froze. I wonder if uh, yeah. the apes came out of that too. <laughs> you know, like oh, Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that whole thought. We're discussing now. Okay, you have froze a little bit, but we continued on with the conversation. Frozen okay. came back. All right, okay. so Keisha, what was your historical moment? You know, um, it's the one that I had posted on my page, uh, Bessie Stringfield. Uh, that, that's the woman. Oh, y'all can't wait. Can y'all see? Oh, no. Yeah. Is that the woman on a motorcycle? <laughs> Is that the woman on a motorcycle? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was amazing. I was wondering, like, who's this mysterious lady and why is she looking at her? She must be significant because the way mm -hmm. they danced at each other um, was just really something. So, of course, I started doing research on her and Twitter never fails. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many images of her and just uh, learning her story about how she had, you know, been married a lot. She lost a lot of uh, babies, but she just going on the road was like her freedom, you know, her way of just like letting it all go, escaping everything, which always makes me think of the other Bessie, Coleman. Uh, yeah. The whole, the, at that time, just the thought of like, let's just fly away from all this BS that, you know, so her being a motorcyclist made me think of that too. She, uh, but she, she sometimes just slept on her bike, which is amazing that she felt safe to do that because she couldn't go into places because she's black, right? Mm -hmm. She couldn't do certain things because of her gender uh, as well. But I really found her to be just so fascinating. Like at that time, you know, black woman just going off traveling yeah. all yeah. by herself. That, that's, I was you have to do that now, so, you know. You know, scared to do that now. Oh, but she mm. definitely is like my spirit animal. Like, I, that's what I <laughs> places and just do, you know, whatever. So I really, uh, I was really happy to find her. And I'm glad that Misha Green, you know, put all these, these people that are usually forgotten, you know, and put them on this, um, platform to be seen and to be rediscovered. So she really 
Yeah, that was the one that I was like, oh my God, Bessie Springfield? How come I never heard of her? And there's children's mm -hmm. books. So I, you know, I was gonna look up, get those, because I love to like when I find stuff like that, I read it to my kids and you know, so they can wonderful, know wonderful. this person exists. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, let's be thankful that we found them and that we can relive because they live forever when we remember them and we speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you um, know. I'm sorry. I know this conversation could literally go on for three hours, but we don't have. Yeah, no, but I just want <laughs> it, it, just just what I want to watch the whole thing again and again and again. This is the reason why is because there are so many nuggets of yeah. history, right? Even when I yeah. when I saw that scene, I was like, "What? Well, first I thought that she was a monster, and then she was just gonna, <laughs> she was going to eat." Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a violent uh, interaction. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's, that's, that's how the Lovecraft is. But then, um, you know, there's other, like, stores that they go into has historical content, you know. And then, like, when they hold shots on, on the movie theater, I was like, I even asked Ivy, like, why are they holding this shot so long in this movie theater? Why are they panning straight from this book? Like, right. they, you know, they, they're sending all these little signals. <laughs> and it's like, man, I need to go back and write down everything. Oh my god, this could be a class. It could be a class. It, it can. It yeah, could be. It, it should be. be. Yeah, this it should, should be a class. And just breaking so, down every episode. There are ten episodes. Uh, yes, yeah, a twelve week class. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. We can stretch it out to sixteen. Yeah, that's, that's yeah we could. We yeah, could. Absolutely. So the. <laughs> The historical one for me was Tulsa because now living in Dallas and being so close to Tulsa, Oklahoma and knowing a lot of people from Tulsa, um, I had my wonderful intern um, <laughs> research it for me. And to find out that, because I was like, we always hear about Black Wall Street, we hear about the Tulsa riots, but I'm like, what What started it? And to know it was a lot like Emmett Till, right? Yeah, also yeah. because a white woman lied, mm. screamed. Because mm -hmm. she screamed, hundreds of people lost their lives, their property, uh, you know, and I'm like, it's it's ridiculous. So right. um, if you haven't looked up um, the Tulsa massacre or Black Wall Street, please, uh, I urge you to take time to research it and figure out what it's about. That, you know, it was a prominent middle class Black community. And because this young Black boy got on the elevator and the female white elevator uh, operator screamed and he ran out and she said that they thought he might have done something sexual to her mm -hmm. and it wasn't that at all. And they actually, after everything happened, they freed him. So what happened was the white men, they kept him in jail overnight. The white men came to the jail to get him and they wouldn't release him. And so then they had guards on him. Well, in the meantime, black men came to protect him and the judge was like, no, I have my people on it. Don't worry about it. But in the meantime, the white men started rioting. And so, cause they figured out, oh, well, if all these black people came to protect him, then it must be more of them coming. And so out of a whole misunderstanding, all of this occurred. And the young man was actually freed the next day and he got sent away. But by then they had already burned down Black Wall Street. Right. Right, in hours. And so that, that episode was so impactful in multiple ways. But when Letty was walking through that fire with that book, mm. <laughs> and when the grandmother, when she heard praying with the grandmother and she was engulfed in flames, I'm like, 
Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Cause I always think as I was weird as a young child, I would always think like, what's going to happen when all the famous people or the people who have all the family knowledge or whatever, you know, die, what's going to happen. And I would be one of them people, like if they told me I could travel back in time, I travel back in time and I go chill with my grandparents. I do know who our great grandparents are, Ivy. We can go back that far. Okay, Lillian. thank you. Remember Lillian? Yes, I do. Yes, yes I do. Joseph. Yes, we, yes. So, all right. Yes. I used to stay with her when I was five. So yes. <laughs> every day after kindergarten. Um, so yeah, so that was most impactful for me. But And I wish we could go through each and every episode because there are nooks and crannies in every episode. Mm -hmm. and I'm serious, you, we, we would be here for 10 hours talking about every episode. <laughs> but um, so we're going to kind of go over it briefly. So episode one was Sundown. Wait, mm -hmm. What stood out of Sundown for you? That uh, the one people don't know what a Sundown town is. I spoke to some and they, did, they had no idea. I'm like, hey, you... I still think there are sundown towns. There are still sundown, sundown mm -hmm. towns. There are still places you don't want to go when it's dark outside. I don't care if you are in a car. <laughs> you just do not want to be because you already Great know it's something time. you already know something's going to happen. Oh my God, yes. Yes. That was the scariest. Them just trying to beat that before the sunset. And the, the way the cop was just on them, like he was hunting them. Like that, I was like, wow, it's amazing how you know certain films like that can make you feel like you are there you feel the same stress that's why i have to you know i'm one of the people that feel like i gotta be mindful of how much of that i watch because it is it like re-traumatizes so yeah that was just mm. a lot even it, stuck with me because i was like what the hell are we watching this you know it was, right. just, it was intense which was, created even, the need for the negro it, travel guy that he even did that like let me go travel figure out what you <laughs> right right risk just to be like okay don't go there but it was so necessary so yeah. to travel from chicago to mississippi alabama to yeah. go back down south you had you did just to pick up in the car and say i'm going down no 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 it was a plan making sandwiches wrap up that pound cake you know everything you need to take in order to get from your house to your destination safely, where you can buy gas. I'm not stopping. Right, where you where you can go to a bathroom, where maybe you could get a hot meal. So that's like, don't take that route under any circumstances. I don't care if it takes you an extra hour. Don't go that way. You need to go around that, avoid that town altogether. Just things you need, the Negro motorist needed to know. Even the fact when they, when, uh, when Tick said, um, do I have permission to make a U-turn? When you, it's like, do I have permission to get in the car now? Do I? Have, oh, you one of them smart niggas, huh? It's like, yeah. And I'm gonna ask all of this before I get up out of here, man. So, stress from day one. Hmm. All right. So, okay, that's episode one. Episode two. Whitey's on the moon. I love this song. <laughs> I had to go back on YouTube and find it and play it. I was like, oh. I love the beat. I love it. The intensity. It was perfect. Every song in the series is perfect, perfectly placed. It sets the mood and the tone, and it, it just adds to what you're feeling. Because during the ceremony, I was I, I was worked up just listening to that. I was like, yes, yeah, it was perfect, perfect. 
Because Whitey's on the move. <laughs> <laughs> love that, love it. <laughs> All right, so I, I loved, I don't know if y'all noticed, they played Nina Simone in that episode, too. Yeah. So, you know, when Nina, you can't get black in Nina Simone. Come on now. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, episode three, Holy Ghost. Like I mentioned before, this mentions the Cicero riot. This is after Lady goes and buys the house on the north side. Mm. And so um, I, I loved how, you know, like I said, they put that piece of history of sh Chicago Cicero history in there when they had the blacks, you know, on the uh, sidewalk and they pointed to the house. But um, what else stood out to you in that episode? So this is when they find out the house is um, haunted, that Harem is in the basement and he didn't did all these lab experiments and they bring the joke in to protect the house. Right. Yes, that just the whole idea. Of course, we already know how the police is. I think we, st I don't think my opinion has changed of law enforcement. Ever, ever. And I don't know any black person that welcomes the police coming to their house under any circumstances. Not to say hello. Not, I'm just, don't come to my house. Not, not unless I call you. Please don't, no. Um, just the whole police department and they're evil and um, the white people around them are evil. And just even... Now I lost my train of thought, but the police department and white people are evil. That's what I got from that episode. That's the, that's the episode. That's the episode where um she sacrificed the goat mm -hmm. and put the X on the Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say about the black people disappearing. Yeah, black people just yeah. disappearing. You're always like, okay, yeah, I've always heard about black people disappearing. But you never just, and then the whole idea that they they disappeared and somebody was doing experiments on them. So that right. reminded me of Henrietta Lacks. I like yes. how they kind of yes. put that in there without putting it in there. You know, love, 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 love the story. You got to read the book. It's so in depth. So <laughs> it made me like when I go to the doctor's office, I, I put on my glasses now. I want to read all this really, really fast small print because if you take something from me. Like my placenta or whatever. What you gonna do with this? Exactly. Right. I need it to be discarded as in destroyed, not used in scientific experiments. And right. everybody needs they need to thank her and her family and the people are making money to this day off of her sales, day. off her cancer, her cancer sales. They're still making money today. Golly, yes. But that, yeah, that, that, but that, yes. those lab experiments, that's what it brought to my mind. Like, we, we've always, what, um, the Tuskegee experiments when they were. Yes, Miss Evans' yep. boys. Yeah, it's like, why are we the experiments? Why are we the guinea pigs? Why why use us in that way? Easy to so. discard. And that's why I, I have not met one Black person that would say that they would, they would sign up for the vaccine vaccine trial. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Let, let, let a few and they were asking for minorities. They need minorities. Uh, not me. No, I think Morehouse said that they would um, have some trials going at Morehouse, and I think people were very upset about that. So. That's not Miss Evers' boys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not. No, thank you. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So, episode four a history of violence. This is when um, they find a book of names. So, when they go. This is this is like Indiana Jones for me when they went to the museum and then they find you gotta turn the light the right way and <laughs> go in the tunnel and right 
Yeah, yeah. Right. it leads back to the house. I yeah. think that's that blew my mind. Yeah. Yes. Everything that leads blew back my mind. to that house. That house, because that house was owned by Winthrop, whose name was right by Titus's um, yeah. on that on that picture. And if you notice, in the very very first, Christina was always watching them. Oh yeah. In the very very first episode, you see her car parked under the under the the L train under the L platform when Atticus is walking from his father walking to his father's house after just sitting down with Uncle George saying, Okay, I'm going with you when we go to Artem. So and I, he's walking past. And I'm like looking at the scene, like, is that is that Christina's car? She it was like she was always there all along, just just helping him, just pushing him in that direction. Right, because you know, she is the one who bought the house for Letty. So um, I don't know if you noticed, if you've looked up the book, because I haven't had time to read it, but I looked it up and noticed the differences between the book and the TV show. And so um, most of the women's parts in the book, in the show were actually men's parts. And so Christina was really Caleb. So it's funny because in episode hmm. seven, no, in the, uh, the Jigaboo, episode eight, in Jigabobo. I don't know if y'all even noticed they called it Jigabobo, not Jigaboo. Yeah. Right, right. Jigabobo, yeah. Um, but he mentions it when he's talking to his father before they do the spell, and he hands him the book, and he said, there are several things. I had to go back and watch it three times, put the caption on, everything. He says <laughs> that um, in the book is different, that Christina is Caleb, D is a boy named Horace. He, he says the differences, and then he says, well, what was happening? And he was like, the white people were rioting. And the woman came in the hood and pushed me. She gave me the book and pushed me. And he said, the woman with the robotic arm. That's deep. Full circle. Mm -hmm. When they say full, full circle. circle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, full circle. Because usually when you watch a show, they just, they don't piece it all together. They leave some dangling participles in case they have to come back and revisit this show. <laughs> but they really tried to tie up all the loose ends and really make it full circle. Mm. Just in, in everything, even with in that scene, him getting back, them getting baptized together, just just making everything full circle. So I loved it. Yeah. So he wanted them to get married before he died. I'm just saying it's just okay. <laughs> You get baptized, you might as well knock it out right quick and get married too. Do it all in one. All in one. Because he knew he was gonna die. Like yeah. in the in the book, he dies. He knew he was going to die. Yeah. He knew this was his sacrifice. And when his mama came yeah. back and she said, "We got to do this. You, you got to save the family." Like, yeah, she was. She said, "Save all of us." Now the grand, the great, great, great. Yeah. Hannah said, "Save all, all of us." Yeah. Which is what Jesus mm. did. Okay. I know you saw how they had them stretched up and wide, Lord. Mm. Yes, yeah, a lot of symbolism, a lot of symbolism. But I'm sorry, we 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 too far here. Okay, I know ahead. we I know we strain we all <laughs> in the in the book on that book now that his uh son wrote, yeah. right? And and you're seeing the picture of the son on the back, right? That's what mm -hmm. he's telling the story. All right. Is that his son at the beginning of one? With the baseball bat, Jackie Robinson. That is him. That's 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 the same that's picture. Him. That's same the picture. son George. Wow. That's yes. the same and, picture. And the very the in, the that's and what did he that, say? What did he say? I got you, right? I got you, kid. Yeah. And, and then in, in the Tulsa ride, what did what did Tick say? I got you, kid. I got you, kid. 
He was the mysterious <laughs> stranger. So it's yeah. yeah, it's so interesting how like Tick is the one who actually saves them, and it's through time travel. And I think if they do come back, I think Tick's still gonna be there, but he's gonna be a time traveling Tick. If that makes oh sense. Mm. Oh, I'm saying because he know about the portals. He knows there are other worlds. But remember, we know. Okay, yeah. Hit the line. No, I'm saying, but we know Mother through boy. time travel. Yeah. Oh, through time travel, you um the inevitable is inevitable. It, it's going to happen. He's going to die. So no matter how many times he try, he time travels, he is going to die. Right, but he dies on that earth. Death. Because I think Hippolyta said it. It's like seven hundred and some some earths or something. And like she's been to most of them or whatever she said. And so mm. well, she came back with that blue hair. Anyway. She is so <laughs> she is a different person. She is so confident. Yeah. She is so she's just it's just a different aura about her. She is, you know, she is Hippolyta. Mm -hmm. She is. She's just not just his wife, not just his mother. She Ooh. is. And Very I'm just nice. like she you could just see the confidence in her. Like, mm -hmm. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And that episode where I'm just like, this is, I was, so I was Q Beyonce, come on, yeah. empowerment, <laughs> the world, girl. right? I'm like, because it was so, it was so powerful. Just, yeah. uh, um, it was so powerful. I, I got it. I got every aspect of what, what was put in there. I got it. I receive it. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm more than just a wife, a mother, yeah. a librarian, a friend. I am. I, I am. I beautiful, love it, love it. Love That's the it. one episode so, I watched twice. Like, yes, I love right, that. So, she was talking to her uh, husband. I'm sorry. Um, no, go ahead. She was telling him like, yes. I was like, only a woman can write like this. <laughs> only a woman. Only a woman. Mm -hmm. How many times? And I, I and I always tell my daughter. I said, never dim your light so somebody else can shine. There are millions of stars in the sky. Millions that are shining brightly at the like same damn time. <laughs> so don't dim your light. Yes. Don't take that's a back seat. That's good advice. The head, not the tail. Yeah. Uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what is it? What is um y'all catching the, the names? Why people are named certain names? Do you even know what Hippolyta means? The name. She's, she's, isn't it like one of the I'm gonna read, read it. Oh, tell it, ahead. tell it. I'm gonna read it right now. I'm calling. <laughs> uh, it's from the person named Hippolyte, from Greek, Greek Hippolytus, composed of elements: hippos, horse, to loose, release, Hippolyta. Mm. So the name is mm. Greek, which means composed of elements, uh, to loose, to be on the run. So think about it, Hippolyta. When she went on her journey, mm -hmm. that's what she wanted to do. And then when she was in bed with um, George. Mr. Fre with George Freeman, what did she say? Basically, you're always trying to clip my wings when I'm trying to run free with you. You know, like, come on. Like, so if if I want to go and do the green light and you don't want to let me, what, what does that say about you? You know, so that, it, was, it, it was that whole, um, you know, women have been on that. Uh, I want to be free journey, just like um, 
Oh, we can't hear you. What happened to you? Yeah, your sound went out. Yeah. Okay, so that means Michael. <laughs> it'll come. It back. happened to me it'll too. Come back. All right, so I mean, it that episode was transformative for me, and I I know that was purposely done. Um, that episode, it's, especially you know, I I love the number seven. Hello, seven figure girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so to have that be episode seven, the I am episode, it was it yeah. was impactful. I mean, because we've all read about Josephine Baker. We know about, you know, I didn't know about the Dahomey Amazons that she was doing. Um, and yeah. so just to go kind of go back and research and look to see what those different elements meant. And to know, like, and I thought about this when naming my child. You really have to look at the meaning of names. Yes. Because even the name Katrina, it means pure of heart. So when like Hurricane Katrina happened, I was in a call center. Everybody was like, do you know what your name means? Do you know what happened to Louisiana? They need us to purify it, blah, 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 because it means pure heart. And so I'm like, your name carries weight. Yep. Your name means something. So that's why people don't be just making up stuff, putting all a bunch of apostrophes and vowels <laughs> and all this stuff in people's names. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> serious, you, you need to figure out, you know, like I named my son, my son's middle name is Lathan. And it means gift from God. And so to, to know what, you got to name your kids the right thing. You got to name yourself. What are you going to answer to? You know, you know names hold weight. I do that same thing with, um, with my students. Um, doesn't matter what time of the year, but I look up their first name and I look up their last name. And then I tell them what their names mean. And some kids, uh, unfortunately, their name has no meaning. And so, but then I have to say to them, okay, well, well, I understand what your parents were trying to do, but this is what your, this is the original spelling of your name. And this is what it's thought to be meant. Uh, this is where it has de derived from. So, but then I definitely do their last name because you can't change your last name unless you want to. Um, because I think I always think about my name and what my parents named me. I mean, my whole name is Michelangelo. Blair and I looked up my name and I was like man I better not get in trouble because <laughs> Michael is uh the arch archangel right, right? right you know one who walks with God Angelo is angel which is you know and then Christopher is Christ-like like holy moly you know I, I I can't do nothing wrong, right? They just put you on exactly. the path. Put you on right. the right track. That's all. And then Blair, Blair means territory, right? So you got the Scottish, uh, you know, they when for the Blairs, it would be um, like the Ivy of Blair, right? Or the Katrina of Blair because you're Katrina of that territory. And so they dropped the first part and then put Blair, right? You know, and then they traveled to Jamaica, Scottish brothers traveled to Jamaica, to Trinidad. Uh, then they started having babies and then they got me. So, I mean, so it, you, you are so 100%. Your name, without even knowing your name, uh, affects you, right? And, and once, once you find out your name and, and what the meaning is, now for some reason it gives you purpose. <laughs> it's yes, like, all right, yes, cool. Yes. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on this and uh, try to be like the name it says. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so true. So true. Yeah. 
All right, so we kind of skipped over episode five, Strange Case. And this is the whole Marshall Fields Ruby situation. Oh, mm. I cannot get Ruby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I cannot get Ruby. I keep telling you, telling you. I, I can't, I can't, I can't put myself in the I want to be a white woman. I can't. I, 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 my mind just won't go. I just can't. I think I understand the I, symbol of, symbolism. Yeah. I guess. Okay. That's what totally I keep saying. Yeah. Yes. About freedom, and that was the only. Is either black or white, and you know, in that world back then, it was just black or white. Who got freedom? Who don't? So that's the reference I got too from it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you it's now, more than freedom. It is that um, you see, the day she went, she said, "I didn't need money because I had my I had my whiteness." So I, I'm getting right, free stuff. Doors open, exactly. Right, that's that's like people want to be celebrities because they get stuff for free or they get this platform. You know, it's just like yeah. The that you think that person has. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, no, no. I agree with you. That's the ticket, right? You know, if you, um, yes, exactly. You know, you go to the club, you say, hey, do you support this group? And they say, yes, then I'm that group, right? In this case, <laughs> in this case, it's, uh, do you support this skin tone, this melanin? I do not have. Yes. All right, cool. Then I'm that. And so I think that's what she was on. I mean, she was so caught up in the, um, that limelight. She, she was caught up in that, that, that false world. And, uh, you know, every now and again, she got smacked back to reality. But then again, she got that opportunity to be in that false world again. And that's what she fell in love with. And it just, so for me, it was all symbolism at that point. You know? Now, what I will respect throughout the whole series were the characters they were all very strong in their own right there were no yes a boss there were no that was not going on in the series yeah. they were they they were firm in their beliefs they yeah. were not um it was like even with ruby i can i hear her anger in her words and her words are intentional like mm. i said it and i meant it but that was for all the characters. Nobody it. was, well, let me spare this person's feelings. No, I, for me, everybody was truthful. Even Christina, mm -hmm. she never, she never lied. She was always truthful of her intent. So mm -hmm. if I keep telling you, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I, believe me, this is what I'm, I'm going to do this. Cause I keep telling you, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. You ask me, mm -hmm. uh, yes, that's the plan. That in order for me to get what I want, I'm, I have to use him. So yeah, he, he's gonna die. Yes, I'm just gonna go with a yes. Hmm. <laughs> so I love that. I, I love all the African American characters. Even I hate Montrose so much. I love him. <laughs> he is such a necessary. <laughs> and even as the season grew on, and they told his story, and I see that this, yes, he dimmed his light. He he. In order for him to be to be Atticus's father, he had to not be what he was, which was a gay African-American man living in the, the 50s, growing up mm -hmm. um, in a strong African-American community where you had to be a man. You wanted to be a man, man. No putting flowers in your hair. Mm -hmm. So he, he, he buried himself. He just, yeah. Yeah, and and all those up. beatings he took, for who he was. Yeah. And that comes up again in episode eight when he's talking, when they're talking about, right before they do the spell and they're talking about it. And he said, you know, 
me and your mother loved each other. We survived the Tulsa massacre together. He said, you know, and because I, I talked to a few people and they were like, well, why did he marry her? And I'm like, because we knew she was really in love with George anyway. But I said, she was always protective of Montrose. You saw that when they went back in episode yeah. nine and she would be mm. mad at George because he felt she felt he wasn't protecting him enough, right. even though he was in his own way. And so mm -hmm. I said that that whatever agreement, because I, I do believe married people got their own situations. They get so she married him to protect him. She still protected him. She was still protecting him, but she yeah. knew she loved George and that he loved her. And so the three of them had that agreement. So I don't know if Atticus is who he, he wanted is. He, he, <laughs> it's a well, <laughs> George is the uncle daddy, and Montrose <laughs> is the daddy, daddy uncle. uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh All right, so the episode six, which was the Korean episode, in the book, mm. she is not a main character. So okay. to give her her own episode was a really big deal. But I'm glad to see how it plays out over the series. But that was one thing that stood out to a lot of people who've read the book is that she was not a main character. So how you know why feel? I think that happened? Why? Uh, well, if. if fits into everything right you know it's it's you know we talk about being black but we also talk about immigrants we talk about um just n anything non-white right that makes that what it is like we're, we're still not gonna okay it's about tick he's in there it's black but it's about this relationship it's about a forbidden relationship it's about him running from um the u.s running from his his father um and being in a place where there's war, but in, in war, you still can have love. Um, you can love opposites of track. Uh, it's her protecting him because he's the only guy. Well, I mean, apart. It happened again. Jeez. I know. Michael, your volume went out. Maybe you click mute and unmute. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's still talking. We can't hear you. But I, I, but I get what he's saying, how they highlighted her. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So, so yeah. um, the I know I said a lot, but thank you. We didn't hear you. That's what we were saying. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I was saying a lot. Yeah, your hands are going and everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like that they, <laughs> but they brought other cultures in it. Even with Yahima, they brought other cultures who have been who have been victimized by the uh, colonizers. Right. So, um, Jiha was a. So this she what they portrayed her as was is actually something in Korean culture. Uh, she's a kumiho, a nine-tailed spirit that masquerades as a beautiful woman in order to feed on human souls so mm -hmm. wolf, when it came up to her at the end it's that's the spirit that she that inhabits her is that wolf and mm. so that's actually something that's very popular in korean culture and so it was also <laughs> south park had an episode of that <laughs> <laughs> really the night, yeah the, it was the devil the devil and um that the was the 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 sucky bus the conky bus yeah 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 yes they were together i think something i think that was the devil's wife or something like that i don't know but it's on south park yeah south park has used some of some of hp love press 
characters. They have I ain't watched it in a long time. Like years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, it was like, kill Kenny, kill Kenny. And then you stop watching. Don't kill Kenny. All right. So, wait, did you hear me say that she saw his death? No, we didn't. No, no. Yeah, say that. Okay. She saw his death. But it wasn't by her hands. Mm-hmm. 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 So Makes usually, sense. usually she sees the death of her victims through the climax because she's killing them. She saw herself kill them. But in this case, at the climax, exactly, she didn't see herself killing them. That's so that's why she's killing them. She killing them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Full yeah. circle. Everything is coming full circle. That makes that's why, makes sense. That's why she came back to the house. Yeah. Why you come back? But she cause she because she had already said she couldn't explain what she saw. That she mm-hmm. saw he was going to die, but she couldn't explain it. And then as exactly. you see the part she plays in it that because she can good what you know. So yes. I'm like just to see that that's the part she played in it. It was like, yo, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh, but it cracked me and up. And then it came back at the end. Right. And so what cracked me up was what? Episode 10 when he went to the hotel to get her and that man was like, hey, you want to do this? She was like, if you sleep with me, you're going to die. I'm going to kill you. So he was like, Thank you. We good. But no. That <laughs> <laughs> cracked me up. All right. So... Um, You're listening to the Seven Figure Girls Podcast with your host, Katrina the Hurricane.